I'm ready to do it. All right. You're listening to the dollar. Listening to the dollar. This is an American history podcast. All Things Comedy Network. On the All Things Comedy Network. This is an American history podcast. Each week. Each week. I. Wearer of hats. Yeah, wearer of hats. Glassman. Glassman. Guy who had a poster fall on him. Guy who had a poster frame fall on him today. Dave Anthony. Dave Anthony. Reads a story. Reads a story. American history. American history. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. (laughs) I was going to say child. Well, I don't, Dave. I have a uh, to my childlike child. exuberance that I think to your child. My child. Well, I like you've, that. You just learned. A I do. Feel, I do. I do feel like you're my dad in a lot of ways. Oh, son. How does that feel? Sexy. How does that feel? Yeah. Well, that's a really weird answer. Yeah, yeah. that certainly was. And we're all disappointed in me, which is yep. just like being a dad. Look. It, nothing is going well here or out there. Whoa. This is, <sighs> I just... I think the show's, the show's supposed to be an escape, Dave. People I don't missed like my father! There we go. And who killed him? You did. That's right. I killed your dad. So great. A couple years Can ago. Can you do it again? <laughs> I he could only kill someone once. No, but kill. I really killed him. We can I dig really him up. Him. Oh wait, no, we didn't do that. We uh, we had them cooked or burned or whatever you call it. You know, if we could reanimate, mm-hmm. it would be worth reanimating Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. and then just killing him in over, a and over and over and over. Torturous, continuing to wake over him up and over and kill him. That's what and, this podcast is oh, really about. Well, I really had quite a slumber. No, oh no, oh Boosh. my entrails. Ah, well. I'm back. Boosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll July 14th, we will do a show uh, with Moment House. That'll be at 6 p.m. Uh, a Moment House dollop show. Uh, July 14th, 6 p.m. Pacific time. That's right. We will be in your living rooms, hanging out with you, doing whatever you want us to do. We will be with you. And then in the fall, uh, October 19th, we'll be in Columbus, Ohio. October 20th, Pittsburgh. October 21st, Cleveland. October 27th, Grand Rapids. October 28th, Royal Oak. November 3rd, Nashville. November 4th, Louisville. November 5th, St. Louis. November 6th, Indianapolis. And November 8th, Kansas City. You can go to dollappodcast.com for all ticket information. And then I will be in Napa, California, July 15th at Blue Note. Two shows, 6.30, 9 p.m. July 15th, Blue Note. Napa, California, and then July 17th, Sunday, I'll be at Cobb's Comedy Club, 7.30, San Francisco, California, doing a live taping of Crowdwork. So that's only Crowdwork, no, uh, nothing but just riffs, just a Gariffs session. Um, and uh, for all of those shows, masks are required. Oh, and we should also say, if you want to join our Patreon, there's a lot of stuff up there. We put up extras. Like, each week we talk about an extra topic. We call it a chollop. It's a dollop chat. Um, and then other stuff. We do Q&As and quizzes. The quizzes are just these nail biters. Quiznos. Where we do Quiznos where I am quizzed. And I will say, it is remarkable how I always <laughs> seem to get 
by pull it one, out the one end. question. Every time uh, you pull it out the end. It's just nuts. And it's yeah. so stressful. Yeah. I uh, started smoking camel wide lights again. So, uh, okay, but yeah, if you want to join our Patreon, uh, that can be fun too. And you can see video of this show. You can watch the dynamic performance in person. And of course, the dollop is brought to you in part by Squarespace, an all-in-one domains, websites, online stores, marketing tools, analytics. They packed it all together into one thing on the you're on the computer and the internet part. It's very good. We, uh, we here at the dollop, particularly myself, uh, I've been involved with Squarespace for a, a long time. They were at uh, my daughter's bris. Uh, so we've been doing things together forever. I have my website with Squarespace. Gareth has his website with Squarespace. Then we have uh, the dolloppodcast.com where you can get all your toy information. That's also Squarespace. And then, of course, we have our sources page at Squarespace. So we are full in, 100%, till the end, the end. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, we're together. We're pals. We're buddies. This summer, we're going to the lake, me and Squarespace. Yeah, so whatever you want to do, you want to create a website, you want to sell stuff, uh, do the e-commerce, sell products, gift cards, you want to sell digital products, subscription products, you can do all that. You can do it all. You can get extensions, the whole deal. They got analytics. Uh, you can get all the insights about people who are coming and looking at your site and how they interact with your content. They got page views and time on site and most read content and audience geography, all kinds of stuff. And wonderful templates. That's why I first uh, found Squarespace and when we fell in love was because of the templates. They look great. So look, go to squarespace.com slash dollop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code dollop to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. And we are also brought to you by a dad grass. Look, chill out all summer long with dad grass. It's nice, man, if you're just going to hang out. Oh, it's the perfect thing. It mellows you out, keeps your head clear, gets away the stress of the day. Uh, yeah, since I got it, I've been smoking the dad grass. Uh, I like it. I like to, it's, it's, it feels like you would feel when you're sitting in a hammock. You just, you're just relaxed. Stress is gone. Who doesn't need that? It's relaxing. Uh, it's very. It's legal. Dad grass is legal. Organic hemp. It relaxes your body, mellows your mind. Dad grass CBD products are made with 100% organic hemp. Uh, it's easy to dose, and the effects come on smooth. And Dad grass offers a, a bunch of different products uh, from their token smokable pre-rolled joints as well as hemp, a flower, and a variety of CBD tincture drops. Look, it'll keep your head clear. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. So just go to dadgrass.com slash dollop and check out all the products. Doesn't matter if you're looking for a buzz or a chill way to just hang, uh, Dadgrass is going to leave you in a nice mood. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash dollop. Go to dadgrass.com slash dollop for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash dollop. Uh, so this is part three, right? Part three of Aaron Burr. March 4th, 1805. That is the day that Aaron Burr and oh his oh. time as vice president. That's where it comes to an end. Yes. This way he walks out. After having killed Alexander Hamilton Scorched and become Earth. America's biggest Hamilton. villain. 
And he doesn't know that the check's in the mail for one of our greatest musicals. That's right. He's just done. And he doesn't know he killed... He probably... It was probably the best founding father to kill. was movie Hamilton, in right. my opinion. Right. Um, the worst founding father. So many others saw him as a failed uh, political opportunist. Aaron, right? Um, even his own, yeah. his own party members are like, nah. Aaron always needed a project to keep him going. So now that his political life is destroyed, um, he decided. Dance. He decided. Deep sea fishing. Filibuster. Filibuster. Which is. He's going to be a professional filibuster? Which is to invade a non-U.S. territory. Uh, Often seen as very patriotic at the time, but uh, illegal unless the U.S. is at war. Well, I also love the way that, like, we've just figured any of the, like, it's amazing how we uphold the Constitution and all that stuff. And then it's just like, well, you know, if we're at perpetual war, we can always, always do that. Take stuff. So, yeah. Uh, so the U.S. and Spain right now at this point are close to war. And Aaron thought, well, if that happened, he'd like to get himself some Spanish territory in Mexico. Okay. And this, he hoped, would turn around his financial situation and also get his reputation back, right? He had done something very patriotic for the country, and people would be like, yay, Aaron Burr again. Wait, right? why? Just because he takes, he gets some land? So I, he will claim it as, like, U.S. territory. You're essentially actually. doing it for like, the U.S. You made us bigger. Yeah, you You made us bigger. I think the it goal's would, to be the biggest. I think it would be, like, a U.S. territory, not... Any, whatever it's associated with the U.S. It's not yeah, a state, not a, but yeah, it's right, your own. A, it would be amazing, independently run. Amazing to make it a yeah. state, right? So Jefferson figured, you know, look, some citizens are going to conquer Spanish land for America by filibustering, and he wanted to expand plantations. Uh, uh, you know, so because they had so many slaves, you could uh-huh. expand that awesome market. Um, Jefferson was all sure. about that. So um, Aaron's against slavery. Which right. worried uh, Jefferson and his administration that Aaron could set up a place where slaves could escape to. So that's oh. a little worrying, right? You don't want that. That would yeah. be yeah, a place of yeah. And by the way, I mean, you know, if they're free and they start talking, they might really start to get furious. Yeah, and then who knows? Yeah, uh, little time to regroup. So, so Aaron also, uh, Aaron's also friendly with Native Americans, uh, whereas Jefferson wanted to kill or, or enslave them. So that's another thing, like, Aaron could have a place where Native Americans are comfortable <laughs> living their life, which would be terrifying. Let's call it America. <laughs> it is amazing how, like, that, <laughs> I guess that behavior doesn't age great. And these no. are the people who are always like, these are the ones. They have the best system. We need to adhere to the things they came up with. You're like, you mean these guys? These are the dudes that you're like, come on, don't fuck with it. They knew everything. They knew what about everything. all the slaves of genocide? Well, aside, okay, ah. well, they, got, they goofed. They had one <laughs> big goof. Okay, they goofed a couple times there. But everything else, they're totally right on. If your uncle had a slave... Would you listen to him about anything else? 
Oh my God! Can you imagine? Would you no, be like my answer. uncle has really good ideas about banking? Oh, look, also look, he, he knows, has slaves, and people will be like, knows, oh. "Oh, come on! You guys are going to hold that against him? He's got a really good jobs <laughs> program idea. He's a slaveholder. I know. I'm against it too. I hear you on that. So." Uh, Aaron travels uh, to the south in April 1805, 3,000 miles uh, in seven months. People, people enjoyed having him out there. Like Maybe it was the cities didn't like him, but when he went out there, people were like, oh, Aaron Burr's here, and they opened their doors to okay. him. Um, he recruited Senator Jonathan Dayton of New Jersey to do the filibustering with, and also General James Wilkinson, who was then the highest-ranking military officer in the United States and a Louisiana governor. Okay. So he... So that's a big get. Yeah, that's a huge get. Um, These two guys, Wilkinson and Burr, had served together in the Revolutionary War uh, under Benedict Arnold. Can I just ask a random question? Did did any white guy ever try to enslave a white guy? Did that ever happen? Was there any white guy who was like... There are tons okay. of there are tons of white slaves. Um, indentured okay. servitude is slavery. Like right. you're you're a slave. Right. Yeah. Right. No. There's right. a lot. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, that's actually probably a whole different episode. But there are definitely um, white slaves. Yeah. Uh, so white slaves just doesn't feel like a term you hear a lot. It's not as okay. fun. Um, he had been part of a conspiracy to replace uh, uh, Wilkinson. He had been part of a conspiracy to replace George Washington as commander with Horatio Gates in 1778. Um, then he had to resign from the military in 1781 due to rumors of corruption. Okay. Um, then he tried to make his fortune in Kentucky and ended up in New Orleans, where he tried to make a deal with the Spanish to import beef and tobacco and slaves. To do that, Wilkinson had to renounce his U.S. citizenship... And then, and then the Spanish made an import deal with him. He also got a Spanish pension. But then his business failed anyway, and he Ugh. rejoined the U.S. Army I in 1791. Not, I didn't mean it. I, you, come on. <laughs> Can got, I please? Give me that boombox. I'm going to hold it above my head. I'm so sorry. I, I love you, you know, guys. In retrospect, I was just trying to get a bunch of beef here. I was just trying to get a bunch of beef. Beef. <laughs> For you guys. For you guys. We could be grilling. So he had already had a high rank when he resigned. So to become a, he, he, been, he very quickly became a brigadier general in a year uh, for the U.S. Army. And in 1797, he became the commanding general of the U.S. Army. So the guy who's the commanding general of the U.S. Army in 1797 is a guy who Left the bailed States. bailed on the military, started working for with the Spanish. And beef. We probably didn't know he renounced his citizenship, but he renounced his citizenship and then came back years later and was like, Can I do it again? And the military was like, Yeah. Like, and now and now he's atop the military. Now he's leading it all, which yeah. Okay. Um and he's still getting a Spanish pension while he's Oh wow. While he's cause he's working both sides. He's giving nice. information to both sides. He's a double agent sort right. of deal. Right. Yeah. Um, so this is the guy that you team up with. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. There's some of the shine starting to come off. Uh, when Jefferson was elected, uh, 
Wilkinson went to D.C. He got it with Jefferson, and that's how he got the command um, in Louisiana. He had Wilkinson had a lot of trouble living within his means. A journalist, Thomas Ritchie, said he had a quote devotion to frivolous pomp. Oh, so he's one of those frivolous likes, pomp guys. He likes fancy stuff, I guess. Yeah, he's just kind of tossing it around for events and things yeah. like that. Like he's, he's like, just, he's a. I need he's a gold cane. Pageantry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that sort of guy. That's cool. Uh, Wilkinson had. A he's mil- a real housewife. <laughs> Wilkinson had a military presence right on the border of the Spanish territory, and he's perfectly placed for a filibuster if war breaks out. Wait, he had. Sorry, he. Wait, say that again. <laughs> he he's he's in Louisiana. So he has yeah. an army right on the border of Spanish territory, which is New <laughs> it's Orleans It's so funny, and though, Florida to have an and... army where they're like, because they would just be like, yeah, but you're like getting a pension from us. He's like, shh, I'm just trying to look super intimidating. Over yeah, that's here, okay. That's a, he's not telling the Spanish that he's right. going to invade. Because <laughs> then when he shows up, they'll be like, hey, Wilkinson, what the fuck's with all the troops? <laughs> So, um, Aaron had no idea Wilkinson is spying for the U- on the U.S. for Spain and vice versa. He doesn't know that's happening. So, um, quite a guy. They had started meeting while Burr was still VP, and as his time was wrapping up there, and they had more and more meetings, more and more frequent. Aaron also got a wealthy Irishman and political radical named Herman Blennerhassett involved. That's right, Blen- of the Blennerhassets. Herman had had to flee Ireland because his wife was also his niece, and that would be a oh. scandal. But to be fair, she was my favorite niece. <laughs> if that, ha- that helps with anything. So Herman bought an island on the Ohio River in what is now West Virginia, and there he built a mansion wow. and had land. Um, Okay. And that's where Aaron's men were going to gather. Before. Welcome to Free Niceland, <laughs> the only place where you can marry your niece and be fine. There is no judgment here if you marry your niece. And by the way, I want to open it up to aunts who want to marry their nephews. So we don't frown upon that sort of thing here. Okay. Welcome to Niceland, Free Niceland. Okay. That actually makes me not want to stay, so... Well, we don't want your kind if you're going to come over here and judge us for, you know, marrying our sister's daughters and things of that nature. It's definitely awful. It's, yeah, it's awful. Well, you know, some of us feel like, you know, the family tree sometimes is, you know, it's got branches that grow inside of itself to some extent. No, don't, don't. What? Just just saying the tree maybe has like its own like prickly fingers going inside of itself. Okay, I think we. By don't the way, need to... you should see our farmers market. It's no. ho- it's absolutely top notch. What's in it? I mean, just fruits and vegetables <laughs> and things to buy your niece and your nephew and stuff like that, you know. But um, oh, we got this guy who makes little clay pots. Uh huh. Yeah, a great gift for your wife, who's probably you know again your your brother's daughter. No, or, she's not. She's... Or again, if it. No. Well, I'm just saying, if it could potentially, if you wanted it to be, it could easily be, you know. She's not. Your, she's, uh, she's completely your, your, outside your, of my family. Your, brother, your, brother's, your brother's son. Yeah, you know, she's not. Your, your wife is. Nope. No, she's. You from have a no, relation, no relation. No relation. At all. To you. Nope. 
Well, you know, a lot of times they say if you trace far enough back, you'll find out you're related to everyone. So it's a, no, I don't they think don't. Uh, it's not it's the same worth, thing. Yeah. No, that's it. But it's a, they, you know, they say that, uh, you know, my point is here in Free Eastland, you're not supposed to give the eyes a judgment because, you know, you don't know where uh, potentially some, you know, I mean, gosh, it ha, doesn't, you know, you... marry a cousin, date your mom, you know, fuck your dad, whatever you, you know, it's all, we're all technically related anyway. I mean, if you really think about a, a family tree, is it anything more than just a bindle of sticks, you know? Have you considered renaming it Creepland? Well, we have Creep County, but that's for the people who, you know, that's for people who, you know, date their, 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 yeah, we have a county called that. <laughs> it's for people who date their dogs. Okay. It's for dog daters. <laughs> Which we, again, we don't love, but where are they supposed to go? Yeah, you sure. Know? They need a place too. So, uh. We had a guy who married a pigeon. Yeah. No, I bet that didn't last long. No, no, nah, you're right. It's uh, lifespan does is incongruent. Go ahead, yeah. you had a story you're gonna tell me. Uh, so, um, Aaron's uh, filibuster army would gather there at the island and head south. Quite so, an army. so now Aaron's movements are leading to rumors, right? Because he's kind of hanging all over the place. He's well known, um, so he's noticed wherever he goes. Plus, when he went to places like Nashville, Andrew Jackson held a parade for him and had a banquet in his honor. Okay. So he's traveling around from place to place in the West to get his filibuster in order, and soon newspapers are writing about... What are the odds you think that that Andrew Jackson tried to give him a little cheese? (laughs) Again, just to harken back to the episode uh, where Andrew Jackson had 800 pounds of cheese he was trying to get rid of, like, it was Brewster's millions. We still have some cheese, if you want some cheese. Oh no, I'm. Uh, we just, no, you've already just given take me like a little 50 bit. pounds of cheese. Yeah, I, you so, gave me 50 pounds of cheese. I uh, really can't 51 imagine probably using. Good or 60. That's I, fine. The whole thing is, I don't even think I'm going to be able to use 50 pounds. I mean, it's so much cheese. So I here's think, uh, here's what I'm saying. After I, sandwiches and fondueing and nachoing, I just feel like I'll have 40 pounds left over. I will but give what, you why a are you donation. On your hands and knees? I will give you a donation. Of what? For the filibuster. If you wear shirts that say che- you... "Cheese It Up" in Nashville, and I and just don't you think they take, take the me very seriously. No, I'm trying to cheese it up in Nashville. With... Pink shirts, I, again, so they can I mean, see you, you coming. No, you've you've given me so much cheese, and and again, I I cannot. I'm very excited to 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 have some more of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have more. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't want more. more. I don't want more. I don't want more. He I says he want wants more. more. Go and bring saying, the rest no, of the cheese up. He did not say that. Oh my right. God, he's rolling it. Cheese it up in Nashville. That's who we are. I uh... cheese it up. So uh, soon, newspapers are writing about what's going on and questioning what Aaron Burr is up to. And the U.S. Gazette in Philadelphia suggested he was going to hostily seize New Orleans and then call on Western states to secede and create a new country. Wow. And that's just total... Purely made up. M- malarkey. 100% made up. <laughs> wow. Soon a bunch of papers are just writing what they thought he was up to. His enemies published stories that he was recruiting young men to take over Western American states and create his own country where he'd be emperor, and he'd do the same thing in Mexico. 
Emperor Burr. Emperor, yeah. Ember Purr. Either one. Okay. Six on this hand. Um, so even now Spain <laughs> is getting worried because they're hearing these things. And so Spain moves 600 soldier, soldiers from Havana to Pensacola, Florida, and 1,300 more are moved to the border of Louisiana and Texas. But those 1,300 were moved there because Wilkinson told them to. I don't understand why, though. Why, okay, if he's... I don't know why he told them to move those men either, but he's always playing a game, and he's always up to a bunch of different shit, so who knows? Right, but for some reason... He is is still trying to play both sides, even though he's he's working with this guy to invade, but he also could be working with the Spanish to stop the invasion and get credit, right? So he's, I mean, he's kind of partially like, we need to go in there and charge right away. Hey. You guys defend it. We're gonna charge from over here. So really, get those guys over. Like, yeah, I'll be in the back. So don't shoot my way. Yeah. Yes. So um, the people who thought Aaron had tried to take the presidency from Jefferson back when in eighteen hundred, which he didn't, which was total didn't, bullshit. But they now completely. They're now the people who are like, all right, he's trying to take the West Coast exactly and become an emperor. One hundred percent. Right. right. Um, yeah. And. Aaron's group has Federalists and Republicans, which to them is like, why are they working together? What the fuck is that shit? Like, it, That's a red flag. Yeah. Cooperation? <laughs> Get out of here. So Jefferson got anonymous letters warning that Aaron wanted to overthrow his administration and was doing some bad stuff out West. But Jefferson doesn't believe it. Would it yeah, I was going to say. Wouldn't would he, he think it's bullshit because he knows him and he like knows yeah. that he... You know what they've talked about and speculated. Well, not about. only that, but they they had they had just had dinner together. Aaron came out to DC and they had dinner together. So he's like, I just talked to him. Um, it just never came up when we were having seafood. I don't know <laughs> if that's right. And also, uh, during that dinner, uh, uh, Jefferson had said, "It doesn't. We're probably not going to war with Spain. It doesn't look like a war is going to happen." Okay. So Aaron then, um, when he hears that, he goes to buy land. He's just now he's just like I'm just going to buy land and have some property. And, and Wilkinson's like start a settlement. The plan. The, I think we should still invade. But then after a short time in the in spring of 1806, uh, Aaron starts recruiting men again for another trip south. They're from well known military families, um, adventurers, uh, doctor. And he goes to Herman's Island and orders boats to be built to take men down the river. And Wait, to marry their nieces. Is that what you need? <laughs> That's, no. We're, we're, just, we're willing to, we're, no, no, we're, there's no problem. It's How just, many of your, let me, let's do a show of hands. Who here wants to marry their niece? Because you are in the right place if you're looking to niece marry. That's, Don't worry that's, about that at all. No, no one put their hands As up. we like to say, niece ain't just a place in France. It's also a state of mind. Okay, we're going to take off on the boats now. Take it, but may I suggest something? Nope. If you have a niece that you're attracted to, there's nothing wrong with marrying her. I could not disagree more. So, well, as long as you're not judging me, because I've married my niece. Uh, absolutely oh. judging you. I think you're a horrific human being. So, you want to marry your gran? That's nope. allowed. I'm not. I don't want to marry my gran. Summer, autumn, sort of. Okay. okay. Well, she's dead. All right. 
That doesn't matter. You're allowed to marry the dead here. Okay. If there's anywhere you can marry the dead, it's here. And we are on the boats going down the river. And I'm swimming behind you. <laughs> and I've got more stuff to throw your way. So, uh, so he, uh, he he meets with uh, Andrew Jackson again, recruits some more men for uh, from his militia, some respected families, even some uh, the son of a senator comes along, and Jackson gives him money. So, so this he's kind of like Coach K, but for an army. That's right. That's right. Did you see how yeah, many Duke recruiting. players went into the draft? Oh, I can imagine. It's no, like I the whole team. <laughs> it's really crazy. Yeah, I would um, imagine. So, uh, so it's, this is happening because Spanish, the Spanish are threatening war again along the Mexican border. And in Kentucky, a newspaper editor named John Wood starts publishing articles accusing Aaron of treasonous activity. And one of Aaron's friends was also accused along with Aaron and he challenges Wood to a duel uh, which is normal for Wood because Wood is nicknamed the fighting editor because he printed so much bullshit. And what was, a dumb. And, and because all the dual challenges he got from just printing fucking nonsense. Okay. But his paper is widely read. People read it all over, and then other papers reprint what he says. Yeah. So that's what's happening now. Kentucky's U.S. He's kind of the inquirer to some extent. Yeah, pr- yeah. Kentucky's U.S. District Attorney Joseph Hamilton DeVise wrote Jefferson repeatedly saying, Aaron is plotting against you and America. And Jefferson's just ignoring the letters. He's like, he's not. I know the guy. But then Jefferson gets one from his general postmaster. And the postmaster said a General Eaton told him he also thought Aaron was planning to carve out a Western empire and then overthrow Jefferson and the U.S. government. Is it, is it just like, are there, I mean, I know it's total bullshit, but, and I know total bullshit always spreads, but is there, like, why, how? How are they all buying this? I think, I think once people have designated you as a bad guy, they will believe almost anything negative that is said about you. And they already... still just so specific to have, like, that level of... Well, he is doing... Assurance coming from... He is trying to filibuster, but that's legal if there's a war. So he is trying (laughs) to do something... He is, but it's totally separate from he's trying to become the empire of yes. Calif- emperor of California. Yeah. Yes, but they don't believe. I think at this point they don't believe he would do something for the United States because remember they hate him. They just hate him. Right. He killed. He killed him. But also and, based on bullshit. Yeah, it's all based on bullshit. It's all just yeah, okay. nonsense. Right. If you okay. can imagine America, American people I buying know, into I, bullshit. Bah, 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 bah. I don't like to think of that our country like that, sir. Not my um, stars and bars. You take that tongue lashing off of Lady Liberty. Sorry. So when he gets a message from the Postmaster General, he's like, and it comes with a couple of written statements by Eaton and somebody else. So, so he's, he's like, okay, this is a thing. And he calls, Jefferson calls a cabinet meeting for over two days. Everyone meet me in this cupboard. With no proof. 
but just hearsay and ridiculous paper articles, they decide to send word to all the Western governors to tell them to monitor Aaron and arrest him as soon as they have a reason. Once he does anything, arrest him. Okay. But uh, the U.S. District Attorney in, in Kentucky, Device, got tired of waiting. And he charges Aaron and a friend with planning a Mexican invasion and a takeover of all the Western states. So, so they're like, look, he will stumble. He will do something. The second he spits on the ground illegally, you arrest him. Okay? And then one guy's yeah. like, I can't wait. No. You're under arrest no. for trying to become no. the emperor of the West Coast, you son of a bitch. He's like, what? You did. I know what you're gonna do. You're trying to become the emperor of the United States of the West Coast. You son of a bitch! Put your hands behind your back. You are under arrest for treasonous actions, even if they were just fabricated in your own mind. You are not allowed to do that. Not in my country. Put your hands behind your back. You have the right to remain silent. I guess I don't have to do these anymore, do I? No. Oh, that's good news. All right, shut the fuck up. Watch your head. So there's zero proof. There's like no evidence whatsoever, and. Well, you probably also didn't want him to know that specifically. Yeah, I would think so. I would think they it, jumping the gun is strategy. bad. Yeah. yeah. Let him let him incriminate himself and then arrest him. This guy's like, yeah, no, and no. then talk to him. Yeah, but this guy just sees him and just can't help it. Yeah. Um, so when called to testify, editor John Wood, the fighting editor, admitted he had no proof about his assertions and had now changed his mind and didn't think Aaron was doing any of that stuff. He, he's like, no. Okay. Uh, I printed it on page six under my oopsies. <laughs> you got to go read my oopsies. It's all my retractions, my oopsie poopsies. So Aaron is found not guilty, uh, but the jury wrote a, a, the jury also wrote a document stating how foolish and vindictive device was. So not only is Aaron, not guilty, but they're like, the U.S. District Attorney is a fucking idiot. A we prank. want to put that down officially. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. He's like, well, they didn't need to do that. Well, that was, I no, we were just looking for innocent or guilty. We didn't need the other. Uh, we find uh, Burr not guilty, and also uh, this guy's a total shithead. Just total shithead. Way, way wrong and careless. Yeah, shit fuck and shit ass. Mm-hmm. Legally. So, so Aaron's free. Um, but the the charges make the, just the charges happening make people sure that he's up to something. They're like, well, he got charged. He had to, which happens, which happens they, all, all the time, one hundred percent. Aaron, That's how you frame? Just keep saying, I had no plans to try and break up the U.S. He's saying it's absurd. Huh. It's an absurd idea. This is not what I'm doing. But his allies are so, worried, uh-huh. and now his allies as has happened before with him, don't want to be associated with him. Cause so they're like, okay, keep your distance. Right. Right. Wilkins, Wilkins then decides to betray Aaron. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wilkinson's going to play a couple sides. <laughs> right. So he's been watching both sides and now he decides Aaron has little to no chance of succeeding with the filibuster idea. And he wants to keep his name separate from Aaron's name while increasing his power in Louisiana. So he signs a truce with the Spanish, which kills a possibility of war and the filibuster. Okay. 
And then Wilkinson sends a letter to Jefferson saying he heard someone was amassing a huge army nearby to take over New Orleans and then from there invade Mexico and then fight the U.S. He tried. It's amazing that it is. it really is just like, it's just founded on zero. Zero. And so everyone, like, it's just gossip. Yeah. Which is it's what's... Just like, it's, it's like national security gossip. It's, I mean, th- this is no different than Trump saying the election was stolen. It's all just the same. Oh, yeah. It's all, it's right. just made up yeah. nonsense. No, actually, if, the, you know, I would say that, like, one of the things that Trump does and did so effectively is he just keeps saying the bullshit. And it has this way of just... Uh, some of it just sticks because the media overreports it, right. overreports it as bullshit, so, but they also bring on someone to fight the other side of it. And so, yeah. That's what's happening like here, right? The foundation. It's of the that. same thing. Yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah. And it's also then, then grifters, for their own personal hop gain, hop on and find yeah. ways to use it to make themselves. Sure, money newspaper editors can sell more. Get Twitter papers. followers. Right, a newspaper guy can sell more papers if he makes up bullshit about Aaron Burr, right? It's yeah. all, yeah. you know. Yeah, and then Sean Spicer's on Dancing with the Stars. Anyway. Um, so Wilkinson tried to make this dramatic when he sent, the, the, he sent a messenger with the message to Jefferson, and he told the messenger to wait until he was in front of Jefferson and then take off a shoe and in there have the message like it's so secret and nobody can find it and then hand it to the president. <laughs> this is shoe level secret. Do you understand me? This is not in your jacket or even in your hand. I would say not even your pocket or the back of your trousers. You don't even put something like this between your butt cheeks. This is a shoe note. Yes. If it's so yes. important, can I put it in my ass? I already covered that, and no, that I think will be too much for Jefferson. This is a shoe level importance. How that, about see, what you get from the shoe? Is please don't pitch the ass again under what the ball. What you balls. get from the shoe? No, no, no. Look, you're going to be riding all the way over there. And by the way, I don't want it in the shoe the whole time. Get there, have it in your pocket, then make it look like it was in your shoe the whole time. And by I, look, I've told you about this ball when stuff before. It, when, when it's you put not, it, no, when, when you it's have, not in the, past, in the shoe, when you have, in the past, when you have put it in your balls, they sweat too much, and then the letter, the ink runs. When it's not in the shoe, when I'm just keeping it out of the shoe, it'll be in your jacket pocket. Don't suggest your balls or can ass. I, can I put it under my balls? No, no, no. This is there's nothing. No, no. Okay, no is in a word. Just to be clear. Put it in your jacket pocket, one of those side pockets right there. Then, once you get close to the White House, put it in your shoe and make I, it seem like you rode the whole way over there with it in your shoe. I want to. I want to. This letter is you, not to touch your balls. I want to remind you that you signed a three-year messenger contract with me, and you're kind of yeah. But that's before I knew you with. had this ball letter fetish. It's not a fetish. It's just a very important way to keep messages safe. Look. I request that when you're giving the president a letter, it is not transferred under your scrotum. Okay? Please. We will see what we can do. I... Listen. But we're the experts. 
when you said you were a package service, yes, I. It's exactly what didn't we were saying. Make well, that's what that connection means. of. Well, it is a misleading. Type well, now, okay. No. Please just put it in your shoe. Good day. Mr. President, I have something I'm ready to give you. Oh, let me just get my balls out. So <clears> the, <throat> the letter is presented, and it says he, said, he said it was written, a letter was written by Aaron Burr, which called the Cipher Letter, and it said Aaron was coming to Wilkinson in New Orleans with men and maybe a British naval power to carry out, quote, our project... The takeover, right? So Wilkinson lied and said Aaron was going to invade New Orleans and altered parts of the letter, changing uh, our project to the project to remove himself from the plan he'd help create. Right? So he. Well, by the way, very, very crafty. You know, it used to be our project, now it's the project. (laughs) 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 They'll never have any idea I was involved in this. And that that letter's not even written by Aaron anyway. So whatever. He he just fabricated evidence, basically. Wilkinson asked the governor um, in uh, New Orleans for martial law there, which would put him in charge and allow him to arrest all the pro-Burr conspirators and supporters in the city. Because Burr has men in New Orleans and the governor's like, no, that's too much. So Wilkinson then begins arresting conspirators who could dispute his side of the story. So anybody who knows Wilkinson is involved, he's now arresting. And that's kind of what he was trying to do before. Yeah. I mean, and essentially when he talks to the governor, he's like, will you make me the governor? (laughs) And the governor's like, no, please come on. I think it's time to declare martial law so I can be the governor for a little while. No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, okay. So he starts arresting these guys. Uh, the courts order him to let the guys go, but then most of them he just arrests again. Um, he arrested a judge. He arrested a U.S. senator. He shipped four of Aaron's allies to D.C. to be charged with treason. He imprisoned a local editor just to make sure nothing was published that would go against his anti-era narrative. So he's just fucking taking care so, of yeah, business, it's like clamping he com- it down. He committed a murder, and then he's just com- killing all the witnesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Jefferson gets Wilkinson's letters, he publicly accuses Aaron of plotting to conquer the Western United States and attempting to incite an illegal invasion of Mexico. So all this bullshit and all this... What? He's just fabricated all this shit. I bought land in Spain. Yeah. I mean, it's just... He flat out... He just accuses Aaron of treason while admitting he actually has no solid proof. His reasoning was based on, quote, rumor, conjectures, and suspicions, and that he had been unable to (laughs) sift out the real facts. So he says he hasn't been able to... (laughs) My evidence is I don't really know, but a couple dudes told me. couple dudes were like, yes, he is for sure. And by the way, I've got this foot letter. Or as I call it, a footnote. <laughs> I love when you read into the Founding Fathers. You're like, okay, so you were kind of an idiot also? 
Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, it's just like, you know, Ted Cruz is like, they had the perfect plan. <laughs> so They knew everything. Jefferson praises Wilkinson, and uh, who's a double agent for Spain, who's breaking the law currently in New Orleans. And um, Jefferson, he know Jefferson knows Wilkinson is bad, but now he needs him to get Aaron. So he's like, you know, Wilkinson's history is not fucking good. So he knows yeah, he's but like he's this now guy. Elevated you can't, himself. You can't trust this guy, but Burr's worse. Like it's. Well, and now if you've done this move, you have no choice. But like Wilkinson's actually done amazingly for himself at all this. Yeah. I mean, he's no, like it, the it legend. Would, it would be like if you elevated um, someone like, oh, I don't know, uh, like a Cheney to be uh, a part of your, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say prosecution, but hearings, and she's yeah. a terrible human being. Like, it's that kind of... <clears throat> I don't know though. I, so I, I, you and I disagree on that because I I do think that she's uh, a hero. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. And her dad to some extent. Yeah. Yes. That, he's really good. Yeah. So the effort to caption capture Aaron is now launched. Um, his boats in Ohio were confiscated by Governor Tiffin. Cannons were not, placed. Not, not not to deceive. Uh, pass the boats. Don't please don't go investigating <laughs> in Eastland. You don't need to worry about us here. We want to keep to ourselves. Cannons were placed to protect the the West against Aaron's not real army of what they believe are tens of thousands of men. Get ready. <laughs> the Ohio militia then raided Herman's Niesland estate and no, ra- and no. ransacked the mansion. Why? <laughs> no, please. Oh no, that's my darling wife slash niece's lovely journals. Oh come on. There's nothing wrong with falling in love with your sister's daughter. (laughs) When are we gonna, as a society, move on and recognize that there's nothing wrong with that? Sometimes, if you trace far enough back, you'll find that we're all related. The heart wants what it wants. And sometimes, it's just to marry your niece. I'm the victim here. But Ermina manages to escape and get away. Now, Aaron sends a letter to the Mississippi Territory saying that the accusations are lies from a man being paid to work against the Union by Spain. Aaron is now in danger of being hung for treason, like just straight up. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this this podcast. Uh, Listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. To join me for, I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it, let's see you there. 
Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Uh, so he decides to go and head to Mississippi where authorities promised they'll try him there instead of sending him to Wilkinson in New Orleans. Because a Wilkinson okay. can get a, ha- a ha- he'll hang him. Yeah, he'll hang him. Um, so he gives himself up in Mississippi, who he try- he thinks that they'll give him a fair shake, which we always associate with Mississippi. Oh, forever, and, and we always will. Oh, yes. Um, authorities reach uh, his boat, and they go bo- on board, and uh, they find books, uh, not weapons. Ah, this is we thought. He's getting smarter. What's this, Twain? Ah. So... <laughs> So Nobody wants to go to Mississippi. There's also uh, about a hundred dudes, not tens of thousands. So the governor of Mississippi is super annoyed and said Wilkinson greatly exaggerated the threat posed by Aaron Burr. Okay. Um, but there's a hearing, and the jury's verdict uh, is not guilty. And then they scolded again. The jury scolds the people who treated they Aaron like a, a war dumb. prisoner. And ridiculed wow. Wilkinson. But the judge still said Aaron wasn't allowed to leave town. Uh, so Aaron's really pissed. Why? And after all that, why aren't you allowed I to don't, leave town? I don't know. I, I really can't. I mean, I would understand not wanting to leave town if you're yeah. him. I don't know why. I don't know why. I couldn't really figure that one out. I mean, but. like, Burr's just probably like, oh, thank God, not guilty. That's right. And as again, we've got a addendum to Wilkinson who has wronged you greatly. Also, you have to live in Mississippi forever. All right. <laughs> good trial, everybody. That was nice work. Real good work, everyone. Nice job. I think we did real good there. So Aaron doesn't want to stay here because Wilkinson's men are still hunting him. Like, he's still, they're still trying to get him. So um, he, he takes off, and two weeks later, 200 miles away, now everyone knows that he's wanted, right, because he bailed right. on the judge's order. So um, he's uh, two weeks later and 200 miles away, a guy named Perkins is working late, and two men on horses uh, come up and ask for directions to the home of a Major Hinson. And one hangs back while the other one's talking. And Perkinson, Perkins tells the men that, you know, they shouldn't really travel at night. They should just hole up in the tavern here because it's super unsafe on the roads. There's a lot of robbers. And they're like, no, we're going tonight. So he gives some directions to the major's house. And the man speaking, um, he's, he's kind of out front and the other guy's in back. Mm-hmm. And they ride off together, and the major gets kind of a look at the guy gets mm. perking his kind of a look at him, but he's like, "There's something weird about these guys. Mm. There's there, there's something off." Um, so they have to ride eight miles to the major's house, 
And the guy in, in back, he's wearing a big whoppy, a big whoppy, a big whoppy, white floppy hat and okay. a giant coat cinched at the belt from which dangled a cup and a butcher's knife. What is going on? Okay. But he also has beautiful, expensive boots on. So it's like he's dressed up in a way that doesn't look normal. Like he's put on clothes that aren't right, and then he's got super nice boots. It sounds like when, like, a child goes to the parent's closet. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Just, like, has, like, ill-fitting sunglasses, high heels on, dad's blazer, a tie around their head. Yeah. Um, so that definitely is also another thing to give him a little bit of pause. Um, sure. And he also said the guy sat on his horse like a gentleman. So I guess you could tell out here in Kentucky or whatever that if a, if a guy, the way a guy sat on his horse. horse, if he like sat there like a like a gentleman. What does that mean? Legs to one like, side. Hello. He probably, he probably sat really fancy. Like I don't know. Like sat up straight. Yeah, probably super straight. And, okay. Um, so he's like. Could that guy be Aaron Burr? So Perkins goes, he goes to the major's house and he, uh, I don't know, he either opened the door or he looked in a window. But anyway, he sees Aaron and there's the the blazing hazel eyes. And he'd heard of, he'd heard of Aaron's eyes. Eyes that beautiful (laughs) is for a while advantageous. But then you're just like, look, I just wish my eyes weren't so goddamn piercing. (laughs) Everyone knows who I am because of these beauties. It's a curse. So that guy rides to a local fort, tells a lieutenant. Lieutenant rides out to the major's house and arrests Aaron. And he wrote Wilkinson to tell him, I found Aaron. We got him. Six men come to take Aaron to his trial in New Orleans, again for treason. I I guess I was... Okay, so so he is able to be tried... For the same crime again, just well, remember in a that, different that, place? That, uh, that was a, the the uh, the last thing we did was a hearing. So, but at right. the hearing, okay. they're like, "There's no fucking evidence. This guy didn't do anything." Right. Right. So now, there's still there are still people who want to actually try him for the thing. Right. Right. Um. So six men are taking him. It's a very it's a very difficult journey. Um, they had to swim through freezing water and and camp in swampland, and they're worried about an attack by local tribes. And they note that they're like the Aaron never complains; he just goes along. Um, in South Carolina, they came to a group of people who were just standing outside of a tavern, and Aaron jumps off his horse and just starts pleading for their help, saying, "Quote: I am Aaron Burr under military arrest and claim the protection of the civil authorities." And then one of the one of the guys who's caught him leaps off his horse, pulls out his weapon, and orders Aaron back on his horse. And Aaron yells, quote, I will not. And he keeps yelling that. And the much bigger guard guy just picks up Aaron and throws him on his horse. Uh, wow. And then they all galloped off. So that was his one attempt to escape. <laughs> Such a oh. weird attempt. I li- I, well, first, I like the Andre the Giant character, but then it's also really strange if you're like those people who are just like, 
That's pretty crazy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> please, 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 please help me. You have to do anything to help me. I'm under, this is un- unfair. The military has captured me and they have no reason to. I've already been found not guilty of these crimes. Please. Oh, no, he threw me on the horse. Oh. Well, I can't believe we just met. I'm so glad we came Looking outside for Aaron a cigarette. Burr. This is amazing. Can I say what we're all thinking? Those yeah. eyes are hard, hot me. enough to light a fire. Fuck I mean, me. I could have lit in my cigarette. I, I wish you would have. I mean, those fucking eyes. Holy Woo. shit. Woo-hoo. You light a fire with those. You know what I'm saying? Yummy, yummy. Mm. So, he's now, this is the point where Aaron finally breaks, and he just starts crying. Um, they say they said frustrated tears. Then then they said the men who were with him also felt really bad, and they a bunch of them started crying. <laughs> Just also, it's such bullshit what we're doing. Well, why are you crying? I'm the one who said I don't know. It's just because. It seems like it's so unfair what we did to you. Well, then why didn't you let me go? Because we're in too deep, Aaron. We don't know what we're doing anymore. I don't know. It's just, I, I look, your eyes, when I see him cry, I just don't want him to cry anymore. Then for God's sake, have some heart and, and let me loose. Cut me loose. I can't do it. We're in too deep. But God damn it, if I don't respect you. I love you so much. Well, if you love me, let me go. I just, I don't know if I would feel right not having you around. But this isn't a life. They're going to kill me. And if they kill you, they're going to have to kill me too. Well, why not just let me go? John, don't do this, Aaron. Don't do this. Not again, Aaron. Not again. Hey, you guys. <laughs> yeah. You guys yeah. ready to go? Oh, we're uh, we're, gonna, we're yeah, about to sign yeah. up. Yeah, it's allergy. The hay, the yeah. hay fever here is just... Unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Does anyone have a, something to deal with? It's just antihistamine or something? But yeah, we should. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh, all right. Yeah. Feels good to sweat from your uh, the sure. second part yeah, of yeah. your face. Mm-hmm. Oh, you see this uh, Aaron Burr guy's crying like a little baby. It's just like, man, this guy's such a fucking yeah. little, little baby girl. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. We're going to take off. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Saddle up. All right. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yep. Yeah. I, I know I just told them that I wasn't crying, but I was crying. I know you were crying. Okay. I just okay. Hey, guys. Clear. Don't start again. Yeah. We're just, we're just getting, no, we're just seeing, it. we're asking if you he guys, has a Claritin and he doesn't. You guys None separate. of us have Claritin, which is just, you yeah, for separate. sure. Yeah. You get a bird. Get out of here, you piece of shit. You can't believe you tried to. Take over California and some of those West Coast areas. Emperor, my ass. Let's get out of here. Yeah. I love you, Aaron Burr. All right. All right, let's go. Come on, guys. No more dilly. Yeah, exactly. No more dilly dallying. So, um, they end up buying a carriage to put him in for the rest of the trip so he doesn't have to be on a horse. And they arrive. That's their solution. That was nice. They arrive in Richmond, uh, Virginia. Uh, I guess they're not. I said they're going to New Orleans. They're not going to New Orleans. Um, um, And they get there on March 26, 1807. The city is just uh, a light that the trial, it's one of the biggest trials in American history that's about to happen. Like they're just fucking so thrilled. Jefferson, Jefferson wants Aaron hung. Uh, before the trial, he proclaimed to Congress that Aaron... Man, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> like, I mean, I know there's like a million reasons why that guy's a dickhead, but good Lord. I mean, it's like all bullshit. 
He's one of everybody's favorite founding fathers. No, they're always hanging pictures of him in the White House being like, this is the guy. Yeah. Uh, he proclaimed to Congress that, to Congress, he goes and tells them that Aaron is guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Some thought it was super un- inappropriate thing for the president to say before a trial, but that's what he did. Yeah. Um, the prosecution and defense are some of the best legal minds at the time in the country. And Aaron joins his own defense team because he's a fucking I was say, great lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Chief Justice John Marshall, uh, a Supreme Court, a court judge, oversees it. Now, Richmond is full of people who want to watch. Everyone wants a scene. So they tried They tried to move the trial to a bigger venue. Sorry, they had the trial moved <laughs> to a bigger venue so people could watch. Wow. Um, Theo comes and her family. Aaron orders her to be strong and not to show fear or alarm in public. One of Aaron's lawyers said the trial was to be, quote, a piece of epic action. Nice. Someone gave Aaron a loan of $1,000 for a wardrobe for the trial, and he bought outfits of black silk. Uh, He was Hmm. denied bond, but was allowed... It's interesting that he decided to dress like a vampire. (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. Here's $1,000. Make yourself look presentable. All right, I'm just going to drape myself in clothing to look like a priest from the Church of Satan. No, no, that's not the idea. Um, he, like I said, he's denied bond, but he was allowed visitors in the penitentiary. And women in town liked him so much that he was now hosting groups of women who came to give oh, him wow. fruits and cream and butter. Like, women were just... Wish I, I wish I could go to jail. Look, this dude's fucking eyes are crazy. Like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> I made you some delicious pie. Oh, thank you, my dear. <laughs> the newspapers are filled with anti-Aaron speculation. Uh, they treated rumors sure. fact and spread the rumors far. The more outlandish, the better. So very hard now to find impartial jurors. For the grand jury, um, several well, said. I mean, the president also was like, "He did it. I'm 100." Like, <laughs> percent yeah, oh, I heard about that. <laughs> that doesn't help. That got that reached me. <laughs> several said they'd already made up their minds about Aaron's guilt. Eventually, all the jurors were selected. A guy named John Randolph of Roanoke was the grand jury foreman. So the three key pieces of evidence are the cipher letter. A letter Wilkinson sent Jefferson about a treasonous plot and the testimony. So so far, two pieces of bullshit. Yeah, the testimony of General William Eaton, who said Aaron told him about setting up his own monarchy in the West. And he'd do that after assassinating Jefferson. Aaron. Now, Aaron has never been allowed to see the letter that he supposedly wrote. Right. So he subpoenas it. And Judge Marshall uh, said Jefferson was not going to come to the trial. And, and he's like, no, he doesn't need to. I just need the letter. I don't need the president. Unfortunately, we cannot uh, let the president come to this trial. So we're going to have to <laughs> deny your request. I don't for need a letter. Just the letter. For Jefferson. He doesn't need to bring it. He can just Jefferson have someone else. Jeff- he's, a busy- he's the president of the United States. He could have he someone else bring it. A- like a messenger. I'm not 
He doesn't. The president doesn't uh, need to come to court. He can just. And he give won't. It. Aaron. 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 And he won't. Is okay. what I'm saying to you. And I'm saying so that's fine. It's not going to happen. I'm saying that's fine. Just we just need the All right, letter. Well then let's move on. We can't move on. He we can't. The... He's not coming to court. Okay. He's the president. He's extremely busy, Aaron. Okay. Maybe you. Should, maybe you. And I think, by the way, for someone who wanted to be the emperor of the West Coast, you should know how busy a job it'll be. You okay. don't have time I, to just drop I it don't. a trial over and over again. That's not what I want. He's had the letter stitched to his skin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. Crazy. So he can't bring it. Yeah, it's crazy. And he can't. He doesn't have time to come here. <laughs> what is he supposed to do? Hire a messenger who puts it in his balls? <laughs> well, Jefferson goes and says that he doesn't have the letter and that he'd already given it to the prosecution. And the prosecution's like, oh, we don't have that in our paperwork. So, Your Honor, we've lost the letter. Um, <laughs> is that bad? That's a big part of this, right? Damn. Xerox isn't around, right? Damn. Then Wilkinson shows up a month late to testify. So they're all sitting around waiting for him. <laughs> Sorry, traffic. Why? <laughs> anyway, where were we? So everyone's really annoyed. Uh, the prosecutor, I wasn't in Spain talking to their army. Let's go. The prosecutor tries to explain away his lateness by reminding everyone how old and fat he is. He's very old and very fat. So, so it takes a while. You do that math. Yeah, he's he might not be here for three years. He's really fat. By the way, he's not leaving town now that he's here. This guy is—it's uh, like moving a house. Hide you know your pizza. You know what I mean? You know? Oh it's just, my god! It's going to take a while. That's what I'm saying. And Wilkinson was probably like, "All right, you're laying that on pretty good, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen." Wilkinson is so big and fat and so old and decrepit that he could not get here on time. <laughs> I don't think an apology is warranted once you see the size of this man. I mean, we are talking dime show fat. <laughs> and old. And old, and God is he old. I mean, the man was born with a serviette covered in pie stains in his collar. <laughs> this man's big. So he eats whales. <laughs> so when Wilkinson gets there, he went, he wrote that he wrote to Jefferson and said, when he went into the courtroom and locked eyes with Aaron, the quote, little traitor had become pale and scared under his own stern gaze. But so he's saying, okay, he's saying Aaron was terrified when he saw him of him. Right. But Washington Irvin Irving was there in court, and he wrote, quote, Wilkinson strutted into the court, swelling like a turkey cock. The judge directed... <laughs> the judge directed no, the... what? Yeah. The judge directed the clerk to swear in General Wilkinson. At the mention of the name, Burr turned his head, looked him full in the face with one of his piercing regards, swept his eye over his whole person from head to foot, as if to scan its dimensions, and then coolly resumed his former position and went on conversing with counsel as tranquilly as ever. The whole look was over in an instant, but it was an admirable one. So... What? Is th this is like Zoolander look <laughs> debate. I mean, 
He looked at him and gave him, wow, what a piece of shit you are, and then went back to talking. And Wilkinson was like, he scared him. I scared him. Yeah. (laughs) And then then was also described as a turkey cock. Yeah. Is that what it meant? Did it mean a turkey cock? An actual turkey cock? No, I think he means a male turkey. Got you. Okay. Well, I was about to. If you want to see a turkey cock. cock. I would love to. Have you ever seen a duck boner? This is way, we're way off the path. Buddy, if you didn't think that we were going to talk about duck boners during the Aaron Burr three, four okay, parter, what are you, out of your mind? That's fair. It's like a corkscrew. Yeah, I've heard. I don't need to see it. You need to see it to believe it. Let's just all take So if a you're ever in a pinch and you need to open a bottle of wine, just start spewing some duck porn. <laughs> let's, let's just take a moment really and say a that. prayer for the lady ducks. Mm. And the Mighty Ducks. Mm. So Wilkinson is a total disaster on the stand. He was forced to reveal he'd altered parts of the cipher letter, which is the key (laughs) piece of evidence. So he says, I... (laughs) Well, I suppose it was a little edited. (laughs) Uh, This was caught by the the jury foreman realized that's what he said, John Randolph. It's called a punch-up. And then the grand jury almost voted to indict Wilkinson. Wow, this dude for doing is that. like every every jury. In the nineteen eighties, like, the a handwriting analysis showed. Um, okay, in, sorry. In, go ahead. In the nineteen eighties, the handwriting analysis showed the cipher letter was not written by Aaron, but by another partner in the enterprise, Senator Dayton. Wow. So we know for a fact Aaron Burr did not write the letter that was then altered right. to make it seem like both he right. wrote it and was saying something else. I, it is amazing that you have a bullshit letter and then you're like, well, we need to go back and do a bullshit pass on the bullshit. <laughs> you guys wrote it. So Wilkinson is now being discredited by various sources for his behavior in New Orleans and working against the U.S. for the Spanish and other good stuff. So... This leads to yeah. him, everyone digging up stuff and going after him. Okay. So, Your Honor, my client is so big and fat, he didn't understand what he was doing. He's so old, too. <laughs> okay, so the grand jury still indicts Aaron for conspiracy to commit treason by attempting to split the Western states off of the Union and planning... What? To lead a military expedition into Spanish-owned Mexico during a time of peace. How? Probably General Eaton's testimony. Okay. But now they have to have an actual trial, and they have to find another jury. So that was just to get the trial to happen, right? Okay, right. Now, um, now they have to find an unbiased jury, and it's all this grand jury <laughs> stuff has been in the news. So out of the yeah, forty, it's be real easy. Out of the 48 men summoned, only four were fit for the, the jury. Another 48 okay. men are called, and it's the same thing. And one says Aaron should be hung. Another guy joked Aaron's team probably wouldn't want him because his first name is Hamilton. So Aaron finally just goes, fuck it. Just pick eight men out of these guys, and we'll do the trial. And the prosecution's like, yeah, okay. Great. Yes. Love it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the prosecution, the prosecution needed to prove Aaron participated in an overt act of war and 
that's the assembling a group of men like Herman uh, on the island, on his island, on December 10th, 1806. So it's, it's all the guys mm-hmm. that had come together on that day to get on the boats and go down river, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The big problem is that on that exact day when they're saying an overt act of war by putting an army together, Aaron was hundreds of miles away in Kentucky. Hmm. Was that a problem? A little bit. And despite reports of Aaron having 20,000 men at the island, witnesses put the number at about 25 to 30 guys who were lightly armed. <laughs> but what you don't understand is that they each had 1,000 men in their jackets. And well, they're, were... they're ninjas, so... They are, yes. They blend in. They're blenders. Every yes. single one of them. Every one was Steven Seagal. So now you, now you think <laughs> yeah, about what. Now that's the strength of a thousand men. Uh, General Eaton was the first witness. He was described as, quote, strutting about the streets in an enormous hat and colorful clothes during the trial. Sure. Right. Perfect. That's awesome. So he's Willy Wonking around town. That's correct. So he recalled from conversations he'd had with Aaron, over some of them over a year ago, um, he's he right. So all his evidence is based on conversations and he's, he, he sure. pulls out notes and he starts looking oh, at his notes when he's being questioned. And, um, then the judge is like, what's up with the notes? And he's like, well, they're huh? notes that not I not made. Not a, it's not and a he's script. Like, he's I like, was did writing you, these. he goes, did you make the notes when the conversations happened to remember them? And he goes, no, I just did these like a few days no. ago. I did these on the walk over here today. Is that but I but I wrote but these are accounts, my accounts of what definitely happened right after uh, and during. You remember that. I do remember that. That's why I wrote all the notes down. Actually, if anything, I'm pretty uh, astounded at uh, how well I remembered it. If you go through some of these notes, they're pretty pretty good for someone who's the year removed. <laughs> so, um, uh, mm-hmm. so the judge told Eaton to put the notes away. Well, uh, okay, sure. But, uh, okay. Yeah. Without the notes though, I won't know what I'm supposed to. Okay. Go- yeah. Okay. I get it. So Eaton said he thought it had been Aaron's intent to commit treason and said, after speaking with Aaron, he went straight to Jefferson and asked him to make Aaron an ambassador to get him out of the country. Okay. Which is very weird. Sure. Which, mm-hmm. <laughs> And Jefferson refused to do that. And then Aaron cross-examines Eden. So now it's the guy lying about the conversation, being examined by the guy that who had, had the conversation. Which is the best. <clears throat> that is like, the, uh, very quickly, one time in college, this, uh, this woman made up that I... Had uh, whatever I'm not even gonna get into it, but I basically this woman made up this story that I'd asked her out to her boyfriend who was my friend, and, and oh. when it was finally me and her, and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And she was like, "You did do it," and I was like, "This is <laughs> crazy," and I was just like, there was some enjoyment in it like that, but I was also just like, "This is like it's just you and I." She's like, "You did you did ask me out?" I was like, oh, yeah. "So okay." He's uh, he asked Eaton about money he'd been requesting from the government for three years. How much was he asking for? When did he finally get it? And Eaton, he doesn't want to answer. 
and the judge is like, you have to answer these questions. May I take out my bullshit notes? <laughs> and then he admits that the government paid him $10,000 like the month before. Ugh. When, right when Aaron arrived in Richmond for the trial. So it looks like the government is paying Eaton to Eaton lie. to lie to get Which is what they're probably doing. To be found guilty. Right. And so, if you didn't want to give that information, also looks terrible yeah. when you have to. Like, I choose to not answer that. You have to answer it. <laughs> I was given $10,000 by the government. Last month. But I don't think that last month. So, but I don't think that's important. So, Yeah. So this is Jefferson trying to bribe a witness to have a man hung who used to be his vice president. So Jefferson's a good crazy. guy. <laughs> Aaron also asked Eaton... <laughs> to provide details of his uh, supposed treasonous plan, and Eden couldn't come up with any details. Well, you, what you basically said was you were like, I'm going to get um, robes and become an emperor, mm -hmm. and I want, I think you said California. I think you said, uh, like, you know, like Wyoming and uh, I should some probably of that tell stuff. you that there's no California. Right, yeah. The I West just kind of is just like Ohio and Kentucky. What is the West Coast? Yeah, like, so the yeah. West Coast of Ohio. Louisiana. Yeah, so you were basically, yeah, exactly. So can I please finish? Yeah, without but you made up interrupted? places. Like you, okay. Uh, may I, There's no may, Wyoming. Are we having a conversation? I, I No, I said, I said, why are you literally making up you, states that don't exist. That's your. That's what it's, you were gonna call Ohio, asshole. It's like Let me, so can I talk? Okay. Can I talk? Can I even talk with this guy right now? I do you know. I won't even say it. I mean, this is the sort of stuff he does. He just jumps all over you, and you're just so. Aaron's plan was to take the West Coast, which is Ohio and Kentucky and that sort of stuff. And he was like, "I'm gonna be the emperor." And I will rule, and I'll be really, I'll be really bad, and I'll get you, those citizens to hate uh, Jefferson. Do you mind if I? I have, I'm in the middle of something. I'm in ask, the middle of something I right know, now. I'm just, is it okay if I have a victory scotch right now while I'm questioning you? Uh, your, uh, your honor. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's okay. That's if nice. I may, can I? May I? May I have a, a bit of scotch mm -mm. too, please? No, that's for Bye. winners. Your Honor, permission to go back in time, <laughs> like a while, right when I got paid before this. So after uh, after his testimony, Eaton is literally crying, angry tears, saying he'd been treated like wow. a villain. I mean, this is like how those courtroom shows end. You know what I mean? It's like it never. Normally, it doesn't end that way, where you like own someone so much that they're like, ah, ah, he won, he won. I'm lying. And then he finished off his stay in Richmond by having sex in public in a costume with a sex worker, and then bounced out of town. Well, listen, if you're gonna leave, going big. Go, <laughs> go with a costume. Go with a street costume bang. All right, I should get out of here. Uh, this was not a great trip for me. Uh, another prosecution witness said they discussed attacking Mexico, but only if the U.S. was at war with Spain. So that doesn't help Which their treason thing. Fine, That's legal, right? Yeah, <clears throat> right. Um, and Aaron said that if that didn't work out, that he was just going to buy land. Which none is true. of none of the prosecution witnesses could 
provide any evidence of anything illegal or treasonous, just what they thought he they thought he thought about doing. Right. So speculative. Aaron's defense spoke for uh, about 15 hours to close their arguments. And on September 1st, 1807, after a very, very, very short deliberation, Aaron Burr was found not guilty. But, Fuck though! What a stress! What a stressful thing though to have to go through all that. Um, but yeah, I mean that must have been quite vindicating. Now, the, surely this has some impact on his public, well, on his persona. He still has to watch his back. He and his legal team are now being hanged in effigy around the United States. Okay, so he owns he owns well. he owes tens of thousands of dollars now to creditors because he's t- he already was in debt. Now he's taking out more debt to do the filibuster. It's right bad. So many um, believe the newspapers and still think he's a traitor and wants to become emperor of Mexico and steal states away from the Union. So mm-hmm. Aaron's like, I got to get out of here, and he decides to go to England. To get support for another filibuster attempt if the U.S. and Spain go to war, he seems to, uh, once he thinks if he is successful, he will get his reputation back. He's really focused on, I just got to do a filibuster and get land for the U.S. and people will love me. So he says goodbye to Theo and his little grandson. And in June of 1808, under using a false name, he gets on a ship and heads for England. And he leaves all of his writings, all of his letters with Theo, hopeful she or her husband would write a biography about him one day. And off he goes. Into the Atlantic, and that is the end of part three of Aaron Burr. Damn, man. God damn. This dude really was not so, uh, treated very fairly. And I have a question. Being a being a leftist in America, I can't say what it was like back then, but I wonder if his beliefs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about women. So, like, like Hamilton women slandered and, him once by saying, right. "He's like uh, he he treats his women like Godwin. Godwin was the right. husband of the famous feminist." A writer in England, so he's literally a, a slam against against he Burr is women. that you treat women he well. Women have yeah. feelings, like right. that's his slam. Also, his opinions that women should vote, that women should be able to uh, hold political office, that blacks should be free, that they but, should uh, also have rights. Yeah, right. So all of the shit that right. he believes, which it's you know we right, should have, we the should have ju- justice reform. Everything he believes, mm-hmm. I wonder how much of those opinions have gone into this hatred of him? I don't know, because I feel like government has always supported, uh, you know, movements to the left <laughs> and really giving as many rights to people as possible, <laughs> yeah, that's, especially that's in fair. this country. That's fair. So, that's no, fair. I think that's that's probably a good point. I mean, you know, he he's... I, I, even, like, you know, because he's to the left of abolitionists, and knowing what it's like in this country to be very, very far left. Um, yeah. You know, the middle often thinks hates it's us. the left. And yeah. it, and hate and hates. Hates. And hates. Is, 
is despises those things because it's an overreach and it seems impractical and blah 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 blah. So um yeah, it probably is I mean, it's probably I and to some extent this, you know, with like Wilkinson and stuff like that, it's just pure selfish corruption. Yeah, yeah. So it, but it, I I I think that's probably like a fair question for sure, you know, like yeah, why I mean, look, hate him so much? America you know? <laughs> America was set up to despise leftists. That's America's creation is to hate the left. To embrace a, a you know, a class of slavery. Yes, a class know? of slavery, I mean, a class of corporations, like, a class how, of ownership. Yeah it's, yeah, it's the economic plan. Yeah. Um and it can't work without it. So yeah, I mean, it, it would require what he's talking about would require uh, an entire rethink of everything. So even back then, people were going like, "The founding fathers answered all these questions already. This is a perfect <laughs> system." <laughs> and you're like, "They're still alive." <laughs> you know, like I don't think they are right. Um, yeah, crazy man. What a crazy. I mean, just he must have just been so fucking. I'm not even frustrated, just like he must have just been losing his mind. I mean, just the, uh, again, the The exhaustion. How many many stories have we done of leftists just being drained? Drain you. Leftists being drained. This is another story. It's another story of the leftists being drained. And And by the way, and how that works is then you regret trying. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're like, look, I, I just want to have a life. Have, yeah, and that is what, life. where a lot of them end up is they just become watered down versions of people like, oh, he became like a shell of himself. It's like, yeah, yeah. Th- these, you know, these men and women are just exhausted by this process. And that is the point. The point is that, look, if we can't illegally jail you, we will just burn your life out. Yeah. And they do. And they do it very well. Yes. Yes. Uh, the research for this was done by Brittany Brown. The uh, sources, Fallen Founder, The Life of Aaron Burr by Nancy Eisenberg. Uh, the Private Journal of Aaron Burr, The Memoirs of Aaron Burr. Uh, Hamilton, Burr, Hamilton, and Jefferson, A Study in Character by Roger Kennedy. Founding Brothers, The Revolutionary Generation by Joseph Ellis. American Emperor, Aaron Burr's Challenge to Jefferson's America by David Stewart. The Life and Times of Aaron Burr by James Parton. The Remarkable Remarkable Rise of Eliza Jumel by Margaret Oppenheimer. The Treason Trial of Aaron Burr. Law, Politics, and the Character Wars of the New Nation by Kent Newmeyer. Founding Feuds by Paul Aaron. And no view on the Burr treason case letter uh, by Edwin McDowell. Ta-da! Well, great research. I mean, it it is crazy. Um, it's crazy. It's I, I mean, I, again, like the a lot of the uh, you know the, the thing of this show is how you undo things I or other people have learned, but this is like this is epic. I mean, these are. These are just, uh, I don't know. It's just amazing the way that they have done such a good job of painting over reality. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I just, I, I, I often wonder what 
this country would look like if you actually were taught the history. And my guess is it would yeah. be a much different place. It would be a much different place. Not what they want. People so. would be like, oh, yeah, this doesn't work. Yeah, people would be like, I don't believe you. You're full of shit. Or like, no, fuck you. We're going to go this direction. Or right. you And know. where we find ourselves you never today. Aboli- you never fully abolished slavery. You've just changed yeah, it. Yeah, you changed it. Yeah. You know, and where we find, our, find ourselves today is a complete and total direct result of a lack of knowing our own history and allowing yeah. this. And, and allowing it to repeat. That's why it's always like history repeats itself. It's and like, you see yeah, it because nobody you, fucking knows it. You see it online, like today, people are like, yeah. "What can Biden can't do anything? He's done everything he can do." And you're like, "Go read about what Lincoln did. Go. Why can't Biden tomorrow make an emancipation proclamation for abortion? Why can't there? There's so yeah. many. You know, Congress just started passing laws. They were just like, "Well, okay, the Supreme Court said abortions. Uh, the uh, Supreme Court said slavery's." Legal. Well, now we're just going to pass laws like it's not like you can just fuck with the system and take the system on. There are things you can do. You can whatever. So um, there's a learned helplessness that comes with not knowing history. You you think because you think, you know, all the history because you haven't been taught it. What you come away with is learned helplessness. And you're told in conjunction with that, you're told that thinking in big swings is not how you get things done. Right, that, which is the dumbest thing of all. <laughs> that it, in, incrementalism is the safe, uh, the safe way, but it's the only way. Yeah. And that is like, you know, that's going to be a real, that's going to, I mean, it's working out fucking fantastically. So. Yeah. I mean, these are all made up rules anyway. We made them all up so we can just get yeah. rid of them. Like, that's how yeah. that works. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you could just abolish. I mean, I, I, I was, I, Abby Martin put out this fucking yeah. statement that was, yeah, just it's great. Like, I mean, she's, she's always amazing, but yeah, but she's just like, I mean, abolish it. I can't no more expand, abolish it. Dissolve. We don't need it's it. Done. We literally don't need it. Yeah. It, yeah. it is to what yes. you were saying on one of the conversations we just had on uh, one of the chollops, you know, it's designed to protect the rich. Yes, 100%. And, and the white people, the rich white people. That's what it's designed for. Yeah. And it's always been a terrible institution. It's done nothing but harm. It's really, really fucking bad. Occasionally get some little things that go through. Um, but to what she's saying, that the only reason why those even happen is because of enormous public pressure. And again, that's how that's where that's where action happens when they feel scared. Yeah, and that's they should when good things Man, happen. I said this a long fucking time ago, but all of our politicians should be scared. They are fucking us. Yeah. And now and now people are like, oh a boy and you're like, yeah, they they've been crushing other people's lives. Now this affects you more, so you're really fucking mad, but they've been crushing yeah. people's lives like this for fucking ever. Every yeah. all the politicians should be scared of us. I I made a comment, and some people I said I I I read it wrong, but I read something AOC said, and I said, "Oh, so now you're also gonna blame voters?" And all these people started yelling at me, and I was just like, "Why are, Why are you so fucking upset with someone making one little comment about a politician?" Yeah, we Take should that all fire even the politicians you like. You should be fucking yelling at yeah. them constantly yeah. because you want what you want. That's what they're there yeah. for. You do not treat them nice. If you treat them nice, they don't do anything at all. Anything yeah. at all. The second, 
Yeah, the second that you're, I mean, again, it's always shocking when people follow politicians and comment on their stuff. It's That's like, incredible. They, you should not be supporting their Twitter. You should not no. be supporting their comments. No. Because their comments are just like our comments. They're yeah. just comments. They're nothing. Yeah. It's just language, and they're the ones with the power to have action. Twitter's for us to complain about them, to them, but even that isn't enough. But the fact that they're on there telling you what should happen, no. no. You should do the things that you're saying should right. happen. That's yeah. what you're diff that's why you're not supposed to be on here. That's right. You're supposed to be doing these things. Yeah. Totally. Well I think we solved all the problems. Yeah, really quickly too. <laughs> Super fast this week. All right. Well all and right. there's a fourth part. There's this a fourth is a four part. parter? Yep. There's a fourth part. And that's it. That's it. Okay. And we're done. All right. Okay. All right. All right. I love you. Love you. <sighs> Let's not. It's a nice way to end the show. It's nice to say that now. We say you sign love me back. we sign lies. I love you, buddy. <laughs>